0: of like issue. I think you know this about me. When the weather's nice, I have this like anxiousness because I just want to be outside. I'm fighting that today. Like what would you want to do outside right now? I mean, the weather is gorgeous today. What would you do? (sighs) If I had all, if I could just do anything, like I would love to go for a walk or just be outside. I just love being outside so much when it's pretty. And I, I fight an anxiousness. I'm sitting at my desk looking outside going, oh, I want to go out there. (laughs) You need a rainy day is what you're saying to get
1: real work done.
0: (laughs) I had my patio doors open. I shut them just now for the podcast. And that helps. It gives me a sense of like being outside. But I just want to pop my earbuds in and go for a walk.
1: Uh, Maybe you can as soon as this is over. Oh, I'll try. I was, um, I haven't told Shay this story. I was just telling her when we were kind of like going over what we were going to talk about. And I was like, I kind of have like a dark story. Are you ready for it? Oh, if you've been I'm at nervous. your office, you probably don't even know this has happened. So, okay, a few, a couple hours ago, I left the house to go volunteer at Brit school. And as I was pulling out of my neighborhood, the car, right, there was a car also in my neighborhood pulling out first. They pulled out and it was like chaos. They hit a motorcyclist. Okay, I heard I heard the, the sirens, Erica. Yes. And I would, for, for the record, let's skip to the end of the story and everybody's okay. Or I would not even be telling the story, okay? But, because I'm not making light of the situation at all. Like it was terrible, praying for both of the people, but everyone is like gonna be okay. Um, but... I have never been in a situation like that where it was like the two people, me, there were some people like landscape, um, landscape people were across the street. So they they already had kind of like outfits on to stop traffic. You know what I mean? Like they were dressed in like yellow. Yeah. And they start walking toward it. I like immediately put my car in park and I told Tab later, I'm like, I was the opposite of calm, cool and collected in an emergency. I like opened my door and screamed. Well, I am, that is not helping a single person, is it? No, it's it's not helping a single person. It's trauma though.
0: You are in a, that's traumatic for you too. So I'm going to give
1: you lots of grace, lots of grace. I mean, you're being sweet, but I don't deserve any of it because I started like screaming and then realized like, get it together um, thank goodness one of my neighbors is a doctor and she lives like right on the corner. You know, who I'm talking yes, about probably I know you're talking about. Uh-huh. She heard it from her house, okay, and came outside immediately. And so she was handling the motorcyclist who was on the ground, and I just started directing traffic, which is like the only thing I needed to be doing in the moment because I had no cool about me. Um, but anyway, long story short, they came and took care of it. Um, but in that situation, would you say you're somebody who's cool, calm, and collected? Yes. Yeah, I'm not. Who knew? Okay. I would have. Ga- I would have answered yes, of course.
0: But I'm not. I mean, that's very traumatic. I have questions. Wait, I'm not. I'm not going to say specifics. But leaving your neighborhood left this. Your neighbor's car was going left or right. I.
1: I think my neighbor was trying to go left. So that would be crossing a lane of traffic. Yes. And I think the motorcyclist was just in that lane. Yes.
0: Do you you know the neighbor?
1: No, no, I'm sorry. It wasn't what I was nobody I knew who was was nobody, you know, because that's
0: terrible. Somebody, you know, we all know people that have had been at fault in accidents and that is a terrible. Her- even if you're not at fault it just you're the car that does the more bigger damage in an accident and that's
1: terrible I know, feeling. I know another neighbor walked up and they were like kind of like what's I mean I didn't see even like I mean in this situation I'm assuming our guest is like oh it's their fault because they pulled out but I also heard the motorcycle guy was driving really fast so it was just like a terrible situation yeah. and you know everybody feels terrible um, but another neighbor that was standing there was like it doesn't really matter whose fault it was like a motorcycle is never going to be able to hang with a car. Like there's even if, you know what I mean? It was just golly. Um, Anyway, the helmet saved his life. Let's just put it that way. So I have so many things to say. Okay. I had
0: my patio door open, just like I said. And so I heard sirens. And so I went out on my patio Because let's be honest, if I look left, I see like your house over there. If I look right, I see our kids' school. So I looked out to make sure there's nothing happening at where my little girls are right now, you know? Right. And I could tell it was coming from the left and I didn't see smoke. You know, like I think fire sometimes during the middle of the day first. I I didn't see smoke. And so I, I mean, the doors were open, but I heard it, but I had no idea you were, I mean, so did you continue to school after you directed traffic? And I think directing traffic was very valuable. You did great in a trauma. We're going to talk about mean in a the trauma scream, in a minute, but, I yeah.
1: then I like got it together. Yeah. Um but I didn't go I wasn't over by the injured party or I probably would have been like needed a paper bag, you know what I mean? Um what did you just ask me? Well, I don't even remember now, but hey.
0: Me neither. <laughs> it makes me nervous because where you're talking about, you know, our children ride their bikes. Yes. I ride my little Vespa um, with a helmet. Somebody I know was making fun of me for wearing a helmet the other day. I'm not going to... Someone we all know and love was making
1: fun of. But helmets save lives on bikes too. A... This... um I think it was also a God. I mean, definitely this whole situation was a God thing because, you know, the outcome. But there were women walking by who stopped and they were like, he on the motorcycle just blazed past us. (sighs) So they came. I mean, in my head, though, I'm like, you know what? If you're that driver who just pulled out and you're feeling absolutely terrible he probably needed to hear that statement. You know what I mean? Like, uh, it was just a heavy, terrible afternoon that again, I mean, the outcome, if it would have been different, I wouldn't have shared the story, but everybody was okay. The accident was cleared off. Everybody got the help they needed and we're good. But the even crazier part was, Earlier this morning, Shay knows my phone wasn't working and I was having a little bit of like a, huh, I didn't have time for this in my day and blah, blah, blah. And so it can take something as small, I guess not as small, but just a terrible situation to make you, you know, kind of put you in your place with perspective, right? Absolutely. Because where where you're talking about isn't it's like
0: residential area. It's in the middle of a, yeah. a, a neighborhood, you know? No, a, a it's not a super busy
1: street. No. It's nothing like that. It just was like a terrible situation. That's so anyway,
0: t- terrible. I um and look and who knows. You can't make a blanket statement. The next traumatic thing you see, you might not scream. I would scream. I think screaming's okay.
1: I so my neighbor that was like superstar helping when she walked off, I was like, oh my gosh, are you okay? Because in my opinion, yeah, in everyone's opinion, she was doing way more than me. Like she was a rock star. And she was like, yeah, yeah, no, I'm calm in those situations. I'm good. And in my head, I'm thinking like, I'm so glad she wasn't here when I got out and screamed, right? Like she would have been like, <laughs> Erica, calm yourself down. But then later she texted me and she was like, and it's hitting me and I'm a mess now. And I'm like, okay. So we had like our mess yes. moments at different times. Thank goodness she had her mess moment later because she was needed. Um. But anyway, I'm you, thankful for paramedics, people yes. who keep their cool because I don't have a cool in those situations. Did you call 911? Who called 911? No, the driver. Okay, yeah. He like immediately, because again, I I wasn't, I didn't like exactly see it the entire thing, like where he was trying to go and all mm. of that. And so by the time I realized he had already jumped out of his car and gone over oh. and ha- was calling it's so, so terrible. Anyway, but I'm glad everyone's okay. I Tell mean, me, I don't, I don't know where to go from here. Know, I'm sorry. <laughs> I kept saying, like, I know it's kind of a dark story, but if if it was if it it's ended terrible, conversation. I would not have told the story on this podcast. But it was my morning, and we haven't talked. So,
0: well, we haven't talked for a couple of reasons. One, your phone has not been working. I tried to call you twice. It went straight to voicemail. Then it was doing that thing where you text me. And instead of saying like, Erica is texting me, it's your super long email address texting me. (laughs) And instead of being blue, like a message, it was green. It was. So then anyway, your phone was a mess. So we didn't talk. But another reason we didn't talk, I was going to ask you how you were doing because I'm very sick and tired of going to get my nails done by myself. And right now you're on, you're on injured reserve because your fingers
1: are pretty terrible. I know. I do think they're getting better. So basically, I, for the first time in my life, got eczema this like fall or winter. And it got real, real bad. It was just out of control. And I kept getting my nails done. But every time I would get my nails done, it would just kind of make it a little bit worse. So I finally put myself on the injured reserve list and decided I had to tap out of that service for a bit. So I went by myself and,
0: you know, during the day, Eric and I don't have a lot of time to get together and sit for an hour and just chat. But every two to three weeks when we get our nails done, it is, we're, you know, strapped in, can't move. So it's a great time to chat. So two things. One... Uh, when you're not there, I make impulsive decisions. Like look at my nails. (laughs) (laughs) Friends, they're neon yellow,
1: Uh, no fluorescent yellow. That's what I call it.
0: Uh, the last time I went without her, I got a glow in the dark paint or (laughs) polish. And this time they're fluorescent neon yellow. So that happens while I'm at the nail salon by myself. I would have said, are you thinking that through? Are you really thinking that through? Listen, when I'm by myself and no one's supervising, weird (laughs) things happen like my neon yellow nails. (laughs) The second thing is, even though I still would have rather had you there, it gave me an opportunity to put my AirPods in. And I listened to the Howie Mandel, Tom Sandoval podcast while I sat there.
1: My goodness. Somebody sent us that podcast to listen to. And if I could whistle, I would whistle. I have a lot of
0: thoughts on it. I'm glad I listened to it. Well, no, I'm going to back up. First, should I ever need to be on a podcast to talk about a terrible
1: decision I've made in life? I hope it's Howie's. Me too, because he was a rock star in making you think in some ways like, hey, Tom, it wasn't so bad after all.
0: Or he was saying, Tom, it was bad, but you're human. And we should, you know, he kept, I think he, I think he said like what you did was terrible several, several times, but he just also like humanized Tom instead of villainized Tom, which I feel like so far I've only heard podcasts from people villainizing Tom and he humanized him. He was so kind. He was so kind the entire time and funny and warm. I mean, everything you would think of Howie Mandel. Yeah. I thought he was extra gracious
1: considering the topic.
0: I am, I... I am much more filled with grace about the situation after listening.
1: (sighs) I don't know. I'm sure there are two sides to every story and somewhere in the middle is the truth. I mean, I wish I knew what that was exactly.
0: I thought he was very much like what I did was wrong. Cheating on Ariana was wrong. Hiding it was wrong. Lying was wrong. But I, okay, here's, here's where I am. I started thinking, mm, wait. what if, do you feel like he said that a yes. lot? Yes, yes, I do. I felt like he said it a ton. I felt like Howie said it a ton too. Like nobody ever said what you did was right. I feel like nobody justified it. Here's what I'm going to, here's what I kept thinking while I was sitting there. And maybe I'm wrong. Guys, I'm processing it. Don't, I just, I'm processing. <laughs> it's still fresh. It's still I'm fresh. I'm processing. I kept thinking, what if this were Smith? So mm-hmm. Smith is not married. And I'm a big fan of marriage, obviously. I've been married almost 20 years. I love marriage. I think marriage does something amazing. Marriage kind of draws a very firm line in the sand, right? Like you are married. And now I'm also a big fan of monogamous relationships and having a partner that you trust, and that's all super important. Okay. But if it were Smith and he was not happy in his relationship and he's not married and doesn't have children. I wouldn't want him to stay in the relationship.
1: No, I I wouldn't want Smith to either. But what I didn't agree with in Tom's interview was he kind of kept acting. And I don't know. This is like allegedly part of the story. But he kept acting as though he were trying to break up with her and she just wouldn't have it. So if Smith were telling you and me that at lunch later, like, well, I kept trying to break up with her and she wouldn't have it. Then he then I would have said, well, Smith, then you should have told her like, I actually kissed this other girl. Like then why if he felt like she, I was trying to break up with her, I was trying to let her know I wasn't in it. I wasn't fulfilled, whatever his like words were for reasons why he just wasn't gonna be able to stay with Ariana anymore. I kept thinking like, then why didn't you drop that little tiny bomb, right? If he would have said it himself, it wouldn't have been this big grenade that it turned into. But if he would have dropped it in the conversation when she wasn't understanding that he wanted out, I think that would have made her want out.
0: I think Tom is weak. So I think that's just his personality. Like he should have broken up with her a long time ago if he wasn't into her anymore and wasn't happy. I just think he was trying to do it in
1: therapy, like he said. He was trying to let, basically he was trying to let the therapist do it for him. Right. I don't or, ag- or let the therapist suggest to them that it sounds like you two would be better off. Not even like, he doesn't even want to have to break up with her, with the therapist. He wants a therapist to do it. Himself. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. And he wants
0: also when he breaks up with her and she flip out the th- a third person, a therapist to be there to calm her down. I just think that we could sidebar that as Tom is weak, like strong men or strong individuals should be able to firmly say what they want without he was he just came across very weak in that he couldn't just be honest with her but to me when i was listening it came more of a place if he's a weak person than he's a liar he's just weak like instead of spitting it out he was so afraid of the backlash from her instead of just spitting it out he like pushed it off i I have felt compassion. I mean, I feel compassion for anybody that makes one mistake and now you're on CNN, right? And it was a mistake in his personal life, too. You know, he didn't embezzle money. He he was not married and cheated on his girlfriend. Again, I'm not condoning that, but I'm also like, I don't know, that's CNN worthy, not with everything else going on in the world. I feel well, bad I think for that's him. That's
1: the example. there's clearly isn't enough going on in the world for the Vanderpump Rules people to end up on CNN, right?
0: Or it's just there's way too much going on in the world. And we're, we're still got a Ukraine issue. I feel like you know we have Trump issues on the in the news every day. How is this up there when it's really he just wanted out of a relationship with his girlfriend? I, I just felt like I it humanized him more, and I've only been listening to podcasts that have been villainizing him. So I have had one picture in my head of him as like a narcissist because I keep listening to podcasts that are labeling him that. Um, I've listened to three that I can think of off the top of my head where they've labeled him a narcissist. And I'm like, or maybe he just is weak
1: and should have told his girlfriend up front, I want to get out.
0: And he he
1: 100% should have. I probably from like, I don't know, my past, I have a really hard time having a ton of forgiveness and grace when you end up embarrassing another person for absolutely no reason like Tom should have ended the relationship and then ride right off in the sunset with Raquel. All oh, live a long life together. I think I mean would she Ariana been upset? Absolutely. But I just think like there's no reason for you to do it behind her back for months. Let me ask you this though. Who do you think made it public?
0: Oh If if Uh, she's embarrassed on national TV, I just wonder. I don't know. Maybe he made it public. Somebody made it public. Wait, what's the story? I feel like she found a photo on his phone. So how do you go from, like, if I found a photo on Andrew's phone, I'm not putting that on my blog. I mean, I'll kill him in private, but I'm not going to go talk about, and I'm not saying she did. I don't know. Somebody made it public. That person, whoever, maybe it was one of their friends, because maybe it wasn't Tom or Ariana, but whoever made it public, because like, that's really also a huge part of the embarrassment is it became this huge public thing because it what they weren't filming when
1: she found it except now she has america on her side where like if it had happened and nobody knew but all of a sudden they were together then she still kind of looks like
0: i don't know it works out well for her
1: that it's public so i'm not sure it is as embarrassing
0: because like he said, her brand has never been bigger. It was just a lot. I'm not picking sides. I'm just saying. Oh, you are. I hear your side. We're on opposite sides, Shachel. No, it's the first podcast where I listened and I thought, okay, maybe I should stop painting with the wide brush that he's a narcissist because it's, I don't know. I also think that like, this is why you get married. Because I think if you get married, in my opinion, uh... It's don't not Raquel, as easy
1: of a decision.
0: And Raquel probably wouldn't have leaned into it, but she was leaning into somebody that didn't even have a fiance. He has a girlfriend. Now I understand a long-term partner. I completely understand that is important. We should take that serious. We shouldn't lie about it. But at the same time, I just wonder if they were married, if she would be leaning into it. I don't know. I, I don't, I obviously don't know. It just, I thought it was very interesting to listen to it. And I... I don't necessarily, I don't know.
1: I thought it was interesting to listen to it. It was interesting to hear his side because I hadn't heard that anywhere. Yeah. I also think, um, and you're right, they weren't married, but when he kept using descriptive words of how he was feeling in the relationship, I mean, at times marriage is hard, right? Like at times marriage, you think, what have I done? Like, I think, It happens to everybody. Like sometimes you have really great days and you have really bad days, but that's the decision that you've made and you like keep working at it with your spouse. So I don't know. I feel like I didn't feel a ton of sympathy when he was talking about the relationship and like, ah, it just wasn't going anywhere. We drifted apart, but you were still together. But that's marriage, right? Right.
0: So I think I would tell my kids if they were in a long-term relationship and it wasn't going anywhere. I mean, it's been decades since I was in a long-term relationship that wasn't going anywhere, but (laughs) you get out of it. Super easy if you're not married, don't have any kids. They shared a mortgage. That makes things tricky, but right? And they're still sharing. That's what I'm saying. Like he, it's, I just, I also think if it was so terrible, well, I mean, I understand it was terrible. Please understand. I understand it's terrible, but they're still living in the same home. So that I think says maybe it's been blown to a level on the news that if they're still living in the same home, is it really CNN worthy?
1: Probably not. Right? If they're living together. When he was talking about, when he kept talking about like, her brand's never been bigger. My brand was, part of it is like, was this just like a Hollywood thing? Because I feel like how we brought it up too, like, well, there are other people out there. Why do you guys keep just dating each other? Almost like, I mean, I'm also trying to finish Daisy Jones and the Six. So part of me was like, you know, there are other people out there than just Daisy and the Six, right? Like, what what's happening? Is it just a Hollywood thing where you're only around these people? Surely not, right? Or maybe because maybe they work
0: together in whatever capacity, whether it's filming a TV show, you count that as work, or sir, they count that as work, or whatever it is, they kind of all work together and play together. And they maybe because they all understand what kind of weird situation they're in. It kind of just keeps them in this little incestuous pot. They need to branch out. Totally. I. It was very interesting. I'm not team Tom. I'm not team Ariana. I'm kind of team. They should hand. We should give them their privacy to handle this.
1: I think I'm kind of team that. I don't know that that should be all over the news. I think I, that's think what I don't have. I think though. Tom wants privacy in this situation because it looks bad for him. But in every other situation, he wants the reality side of his life to be out there so that he his brand can be bigger. Right? Like you can't have it both ways. If you're out there, he but he said the reverse about her. How she doesn't want conflict on Vanderpump
0: Rules. And when you think about yes. it, she's not in conflict, and everybody else is having to air their dirty laundry. Stassi, Jax, Brittany, Kristen, Katie uh the other tom
1: and she never the dirty dirty laundry's out now that's for sure
0: dirty laundry's out i i am going to be curious and maybe when we watch the reunion andy will bring up how it was leaked i think that will be interesting too if one of them leaked it what's the motivation there if a friend leaked it i think that's really terrible
1: Remember, because it was Watch What Happens Live, and Raquel and Sheena were on, and Sheena allegedly slapped yep. her because she got the text or call or something. But I don't know if that's how it was leaked. Is that how, like, the slap happened, and then the commode? I don't know.
0: I know that the alleged slap happened, but I don't know that it was. I think it was already leaked at that point. I don't know. It was very interesting. And anyway, you what? Makes me want to listen to more of Howie Mandel's podcast.
1: I don't know who else he has on there, but I thought that one was pretty It was interesting, good That's for sure. It yeah. was interesting. I am looking forward to the reunion. It's in May is when it airs, right? Yeah, a, I can't wait to see a trailer. I keep thinking they're going to show a trailer
0: for the reunion, but I have not seen one yet.
1: I saw a trailer of, or maybe it was somebody posted on Insta Stories. And it, did you see that clip? I saw, like, and Ariana looked beautiful in her dress. I saw that. No, this was a clip of the show and they're like laughing and Tom is in a room with Ariana, Raquel and somebody else. And it looks like he like slaps her butt. Like the other girls couldn't see. Uh, I mean, anyway, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. I don't know.
0: I don't know. I just, you know what? It's very good, I think, to not just be one-sided about something. And it's very True. easy, I think, in the media to pick.
1: Yes. Well, you know? yes, I feel like the media is yes. pushing the one narrative and it's yes. it's hard for us. Yes. I mean, listen to me. I can't even hardly see Tom's side still. And I heard the podcast because I felt very strongly that he was in the wrong. So, you know, I think that it is very good to, in everything,
0: look at both sides of the coin. If it will either reinforce what you already believed. Or it will open your mind and make you not so maybe some people small minded about certain topics, especially like on the news and things like that, things you hear flip to the other side, people.
1: I I just need Andy Cohen to talk to both of them because I feel like Andy is going to ask all the questions we're wanting to hear. I'm
0: afraid it's going to be a lot of screaming from Lala and Katie um, and Sheena at both the toms. Probably. I think it's going to be a lot of, I, I wonder if we'll get any sort of. Conversation because I can just see them screaming at them and hey listen if you're my friend and your boyfriend cheats on you I'm gonna scream at you too yeah. I mean I don't <laughs> right. even fault them for screaming I don't fault them at all but I almost think we have to have to we have to <laughs> we have, have multiple to reunions yeah everyone exit the yes. room so we can just have a quiet conversation oh I'd be screaming too I I would totally yeah. be screaming I just hope that they're able to be quiet long enough so that we can actually hear what the other side is saying right right. Yeah. We covered Uh, some hot topics today, didn't we? I know. Well, um, I think it's time to move on to random listener questions. Okay. Do you transition from something dark to your eczema to Tom Sandoval to random listener questions? We're all over the place again this week. That's okay. That's what we do. Thrilled I didn't have to have macaroni and cheese ice cream. Okay. (laughs) Listener question number one. If you could only choose one spice to use for the next five years, what would it be? Salt and pepper. Don't Count.
1: <laughs> I am gonna be something so lame. Oh, I'm, I mean, no, I'm not the. <laughs> wait, what am I talking? About? I'm not the spice myself. <laughs> what? <laughs> what are you saying? <laughs> I was trying to turn myself into the spice. I misunderstood the question for a second. Which spice am I using for the next five years? Not what spice would I be. Did I say that? Maybe I said I know. that. <laughs> I, think I, I don't think so. I'm, I just said it wrong. <laughs> I'm going to choose something lame though, like onion powder or garlic powder.
0: I don't know if that's lame. I think it's versatile. I think you could use that a lot.
1: Well, I feel though, like it. it's not going to have tons of flavor, but it can kind of be seasoned on anything. I agree. I mean... My
0: first gut is to say cinnamon because I just love cinnamon. I think that's a great spice, but I don't use it. Whoa, I didn't know that's where we were going. Well, I'm not going to say cinnamon because you don't use it as frequently. But I love cinnamon. Cinnamon would be
1: like choosing the fluorescent yellow at the nail salon. It would be. If
0: you ask me my favorite spice, I would say cinnamon. But when I would stick with, I'm going to say chili powder. Oh. I use chili powder a lot at my house. So that's the one I'm going to pick. Yeah. Okay, our next random listener question. And thank you guys for sending these in. Um, What is the best and worst part about raising teenagers?
1: I would say the best part is their humor. Like they understand a lot of what you're saying and they they can roll with it. They're quick, they're witty, they're funny. They can be sarcastic at times. My least favorite part is when they have an attitude. (laughs) I'm going to echo those things. I'll say
0: I also like how self-sufficient they are. It's very nice when they're teenager age and they can easily and take the trash out, empty the dishwasher, get their homework done without me asking, change the sheets on their bed without any help. I mean, they're just so self-sufficient. Yeah, They can pack their own suitcases without any problems. Like that that part is super nice as well. Uh, yeah, you said attitude. Yeah. Uh,
1: like yes. talking back. Oh, no, attitude. no. I Yes, yes. I, okay, I thought you wanted me to expand. I was like, I no, can keep going. I was trying to think of one
0: other Uh, another one besides attitude, but everything kind of comes back (laughs) to attitude. (laughs) Oh, they're just so, as my like great grandmother would say, too big for their britches sometimes. (laughs) Gosh. (laughs) Um,
1: Sometimes just their look, their body language can say more than they ever are speaking.
0: I also think we're in a stage now where you have... You don't exactly know who you're picking up from school every day, right? Yeah. Depending on their hormones and their mood, oh, you could be picking up yeah. Mr. and Mrs. Fun, you know, Peppy, you know, Perky. You want to talk, or you're picking up Grumpy Pants. Like yes. I don't really know. Kind of hold my. <laughs> I breath. thought you were
1: taking that a different way of like you might roll up and they might say, "Mom, can so and so and so and so come home with oh, us?" No. Or, hey, mom, is it okay if I go with so-and-so? Because that could happen to a pickup. Oh, absolutely. And that, I would say, falls into one of
0: the be- beautiful parts about teenagers. You know, there's so much organizing with small kids when it comes to interactions and play dates. My big kids hate when I say they're having a play date because they're not. <laughs> they're hanging out with their friends. But there's it's it's so mom-intensive when they're little, like having yes. to organize it. Uh, and when they're teenagers, they're doing it themselves. Mm-hmm four teenagers half of them are half of <sighs> them are teenagers now what have we
1: gotten ourselves into and half of them are precious <laughs> you you can you can choose who you think is, is which group listen
0: I love those four big ones but the bottom half is super strong <laughs> Bowen, Britt, Ashby, Maidley, that is a
1: solid bottom <laughs> half Solid bottom half. (laughs) Those big four, they don't stand a chance up against that lineup. Oh, goodness. Guys. Okay. It's been a day. Should we sign off? It's been a day. A day for you and the
0: poor people involved in the motorcycle accident. Um, Thank you so much for listening today, guys, and for submitting your random listener questions and leaving us reviews and all
1: of the love you give us. We so appreciate it. Yes, we hope you guys enjoyed the chat and we look forward to talking to you again soon. All right, see you next time. Bye-bye. Bye, everybody. The Bestie Breakdown is brought to you by
0: Erica Slaughter and Shay Scholl. It's executive produced by John Reinhart at Free Dream Studio. And our associate producer is Jane Lemoyne. We love emails. Reach out to us at thebestiebreakdown at gmail.com. I just want to